my wife is awesome, and uh, our family is awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being here today. And uh, if you you can share this, share this with other people. And in fact, right now maybe hit a watch party and get people to see this because this is an important message today. In fact, turn to Acts uh, chapter 13, verse 15 through 16, and if you see the uh, bread over here and the uh, uh, grape juice, there's bread and grape juice here because uh, we're going to have communion. So if you have some bread in your home or you have some kind of juice, let's have communion today. Let's have communion together. You heard all the different things that Steph said of different things that we're going to try to uh, keep with. But let, let me just tell you this. I encourage you to come to church next week. Come to church. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. We need you. We love you. And it's important for the saints of God to come together, to pray together, to sing together, to worship together. And in fact, right now, I hope you're doing that with us as you're in your home and you're in your living room. You're doing that. But I told you I want to turn to Acts um, chapter 13. I want to look at verse 15 and 16. In fact, Stephanie said that the name of this is Why Church Matters. Why Church Matters. And the, the subtitle of this, I want to say this, is a word of encouragement. Um, I'll read it to you and then I'll tell you the story. Let, let's get into it. Acts chapter uh, 13, verse 15 through 16. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent a message to them saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it. So Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. Let's pray over the reading of the word this morning. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I give you praise, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in this place today. God, be exalted in everything that we say and everything that we do, Lord. Lord, we pray that you would bring a word of encouragement to people today, Lord, that they would understand that you love them and you're, you're here, God. You're watching them. You're in charge, Lord. God, we thank you for what you're doing. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. Be exalted in everything that we do and that we say. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. So a word of encouragement you heard in verses 15 and 16. The people said, we need a word of encouragement. If you're taking notes this morning, uh, put this as your first point. Point number one. After reading the law, we need encouragement. After reading the law, we need encouragement. Now, let me explain uh, this chapter. We're going to go through this whole chapter. But uh, there was a time where they were fasting and praying in the first part of the chapter of 13. And they decided to lay hands on Saul and Barnabas. Barnabas, his name means encourager. Saul, his name later was changed to Paul. And they laid hands on them and they said, hey, you guys go out and share the gospel to people. Share the gospel of what God is doing. And let me tell you this. They went everywhere they could go. In fact, some of the places they went at the beginning, John was there. And there was a place that they went where there was this guy named Bar-Jesus. 
and he was um, really uh, not a good guy, and, and he was uh, dealing in um, uh, demonic stuff. And Paul called on him and said, hey, listen, you stop making fun of Jesus. Stop making fun of what Jesus is uh, talking about. And so what he did then, when he said that, is he, he said, your blindness will come on you. And blindness came on this guy. This guy was blind. And all the people were amazed. Wow, there's power in, in the preaching of Saul and Barnabas. This is amazing. They thought this is incredible. And then Saul and Barnabas went to other places and preached. And then finally, on the Sabbath day, on a Sunday, they come into this place that they uh, uh, sailed to in a boat, and they, they got to this town, and they got to this place, and they said, let's go to church. So they went to church, and when they went to church, I think this is kind of the stuff they, they heard. Um, they heard the law. And sometimes when people hear the law, they hear, thou shalt not. That's in the laws. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not steal. And they heard all the things that thou shalt not do. They heard the law. They heard perfection. They heard what every person should be able to do, to be courteous and to be kind, to not uh, backstab and to not talk about it. And, and to not uh, be angry and to not ridicule one another. They heard these things, but they heard the law. And sometimes, maybe you, uh, this morning, you hear the law and you're like, Pastor Todd, how can I do this? How can I do all the things that are good? I, I try to do good things, but I struggle with it. I have, a, I have a hard time. Let me tell you what the law means in the Hebrew. In Hebrew, it's Yara, which means to throw or shoot arrows. The verb hora means to point, and it means to guide, instruct, and teach. To point, to guide, to instruct, to teach. Some of us are afraid of the law because we, we, we just don't think we can keep it. You know, it says 55 but I'm a little bit late. It says 55 miles an hour on, but I'm a little bit late. So I decided to go 65 or 70. And there's this struggle we have with the law. Whatever the law says, we have a struggle. Well, I'm not sure I can do that. I mean, I, I understand it for everybody else. But for me, there's, there's this wiggle room. There's this problem that I have. See, the law, the law is good. But also, it's discouraging. We feel we cannot do the law. We feel we cannot do it. It, it is good, the law is good, but it's discouraging. What we have to understand is this. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Maybe you're struggling and you've struggled with... Uh, doing things right and being able to do things right all the time and, and, and it's discouraging to you. You see, after reading the law, we need some encouragement. We know what the right thing to do is, but we need encouragement. And Paul, he had encouragement. He had an encouraging word for them. 
he had an incredible encouraging word. And this is point number two. And here's the encouraging word that he had. It's this. Jesus is the word. So here's what happens. In Genesis, we see that man fell. And, and we read this story of Adam and Eve and how they fell in the garden and they disobeyed God. And then later on, we read how people uh, were uh, living terrible lives. And in fact, in the days of Noah, God sent a flood and, and killed people. I mean, children and, and men and women, because of their sin and because of their corruption, they were, they were killed. And, and, and yet, there became a rainbow. And there became a sacrifice. And there became a, a hope. And in this hope, in fact, all the way back in Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they were naked. And they were clothed with animal skins. Right then, there was a pointing to Jesus. That Jesus was going to be the perfect Lamb of God that would cover the sins of mankind. After Noah and the devastation that happened on the earth, and the people began to, to, to go their own places and, 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 and into their own uh, spots. And then we know that there was a guy, Jacob, and he had sons, and he had 12 of them, and then... And, and all the different things that happened in there. But I want to get up to Moses because the people after that time were taken into captivity. There was a man named Moses. And Moses, there's so many illustrations of Jesus there. But there was a time where there was a sin. Uh, an angel was coming over the homes and the firstborn of every person was dying. Even the cattle and the animals. Unless you painted the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of the home. And that is a symbol of Jesus, his blood over the doorposts of our house. So there was Jesus in that. And then there was Jesus in the cloud by day and the fire by night leading the people of God. There was Jesus in all of these things. You see, from Genesis to the Old Testament, the Passover lamb, the manna that fell from heaven. And I, and I looked at this today in Daniel. Uh, it says about the ancient of days coming. And he came and he was judging mankind. And there was um, a one that came up. The, nobody could help mankind except the son of man came up. A son of man. And he came up. And he was the one that could lead the people and take away the sins of the world. In fact, Daniel was seeing a vision of Jesus coming. The entire Bible, from Genesis all the way through the Old Testament, points to Jesus. From Matthew to Revelation, talks about Jesus. The Word of God is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. In John chapter 1, John put it this way. In the beginning was Jesus, or in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. You see, Jesus is the Word. My life verse, John chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among them, and they beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
Jesus is the Word. And in fact, in this passage that we read in chapter 13, look at verse 22 and 23. Paul says this, He raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I found in David the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he has promised. You see, from this man's offspring, David had praised God and worshiped God and looked for a Messiah and looked for a Savior. And out of his offspring, Jesus came, a Savior. There is an encouraging word for you today. Jesus is the Word. This is your encouraging word. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know, Stephanie and I just went through uh, some things. We went through fever and, and scary times. And I remember every time that I would say Jesus, I could feel peace and I could feel comfort on me. You know, there, you may be going through some scary things and, and you say, well, why me? I mean, I pray, I, I read, I try to be good, I try to do things that are the right things. You see, the law, the law is, it, it, it will, it, it ends in death because the law is this, that you will live and then you will die. Every person lives and they die. But Jesus, what he has done, and he has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And to live is Christ, but to die as the physical body dies, we gain eternal life through Christ Jesus. To be absent from the flesh, to be absent from our body, is to be present with Jesus Christ for those who have put him as their Lord and Savior. You see, Jesus is the Word. And point number three is this, I want to say this morning. Jesus sets us free from sin. Jesus sets us free from sin. Man, how great is that? Jesus sets us free from sin. In fact, in Acts chapter 13, verses 38 and 39, this is what Paul says. He says, Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And by him, everyone who believes is free from everything from which you could not be free by the law of Moses. I go back to Moses, how he led the children of Israel out of 400 years of bondage. And they went across the Red Sea. He put this cane down and God parted the sea and they went across dry land and then the sea went up and, and, and totally immersed on the Egyptians and killed them. And then they went into the wilderness for 40 years and God protected them. He gave them manna every day. He took care of them. And during this time, he spoke to Moses and he gave uh, uh, these, these laws and we know the famous ones, the Ten Commandments. And he said, uh, you know, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And you'll keep the Sabbath holy. Today you guys are 
of worshiping God. You've stopped everything and you're listening to the man of God preach the word of God and God is touching your heart and you're doing those. We, we find this, that these commandments are good. They're not bad. They're not good. They're, they're, they're very good. They're not a bad thing. But we know that they are hard to keep on our own. It is so difficult for us to keep the, the law and, and those things that are in our heart. In, in fact, let's look at what Paul says again. Paul said this, it, You are freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. The law of Moses is good, but it was hard to keep. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. These were hard to keep. But Jesus Christ came. He forgave us, and he sent his spirit to not only be with us, but in us. And now the Ten Commandments are written on our heart. And so from the inside out, instead of from the outside in trying to live the commandments, trying to not lie, trying to not steal, now from the inside out, I don't want to steal. I do not want to lie. And from the inside, the Spirit, that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, dwells in us, resurrects, does that revelation, explosion inside of us. And from the inside out, we live for Christ. You see, Jesus sets us free from sin. You, you might have been bound by sin, and, and, and you still say, well, Pastor, I accepted Christ, but there's times I just, I, I still fight. When you put Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you focus on Jesus, Jesus does not lead you into sin. Jesus leads you away from sin. Jesus leads, leads you for life and life more abundantly. The, the key is to focus on Jesus, on his word, on the teachings from Genesis to Revelations. The Bible, the word of God, is that strong, powerful word that can keep us in his presence and in his loving kindness. You can focus on Jesus. You can have Jesus in your heart. You see, Jesus sets us free from sin. And we could not be freed from the law. So Jesus came and paid the price to set us free to live righteous from the inside out. Jesus set us free to live right standing, righteous from the inside out. You see, you can't do it on your own. That's what all of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, that's where all of the Old Testament was showing. Men could try the best, but they can't do it on their own. We need a relationship with the mighty God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But we couldn't do it because we'd all have sin and come short of the glory of God. And some perfect human, Jesus Christ, 100% human and 100% God, some perfect human 
had become on planet Earth, live a righteous and right life, and give his blood, give his life, literally die, take our place of punishment, and die for our sins. You see, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Because if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, you will be saved. Whether you, you have accepted Christ today, or whether you're listening and you've never accepted Christ, I have a word of encouragement for you. <laughs> the word of encouragement is this. By Jesus Christ's death and burial and his resurrection, we are forgiven of all our sins. Forgiveness flows through every one of us today. All you have to say is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Jesus Christ is raised from the dead and you will be saved. You know, before we share communion, we're all lit. Maybe some of you are in your bedroom, maybe some in your living room, maybe you're on a phone, maybe you're on a computer or a TV. We're going to observe what Jesus Christ has done for us. He is the Word. He is the bread. He is the blood. Jesus Christ has forgiven us and set us free. So before we partake of the table, you're watching and you say, Pastor, I really do want to make Jesus Christ my Savior, my Lord. Would you do this with me right now? Just say this. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior, my King and my God. I thank you, Jesus. Do this right now to you. Say, Jesus, I receive your spirit. I receive your spirit. I receive your ability, Lord, inside of me to give me that strength, that power to live for you. I thank you, Jesus, that the law now comes from the inside out. That which is to do good is coming from the inside out, Lord. And I thank you. I will read your word. I will praise you. And I will love you. You've done that. This morning, let's do this next part. I want to first take um, the bread. Jesus said that he, he broke bread and he gave it to them. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. You know, this week and the last few weeks, Stephanie and I have partaken in what Jesus has done for our physical healing. We thank him for healing us. We thank him for other others, uh, uh, Jacob and Megan. We thank him for healing us and bringing us through something right now that is worldwide and it's scary to people, but we thank the Lord. I mean, maybe God is going to physically heal you right now immediately, but also God brings you through. It says in the scripture that have them lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I'm praying for full recovery for you. So can you do that with me this morning? Take that which represents his body with the broken. And let's eat that.
and think important to them right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your body. Lord, thank you that you were broken so that we could be whole. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you get that juice now with your family and hold that up before him and let's let's pray over this this, this morning. Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank Jesus for forgiveness. Jesus, we thank you for forgiving us, for setting us free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you for forgiveness. And you have set us, Lord, free, free to love others, free, Lord, to uh, live life and live eternal life. Thank you for the forgiveness. Let's do that now. Let's take that cup. Amen. In Jesus' name.